Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Welcome to Friday's ADHD episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I have been discussing a wonderful book over the last seven weeks called The Gift of ADHD by Dr. Lara Honos Webb. And each week I've gone through a chapter of the book, a bit like a book club, but on the podcast. And I know that many of my listeners have really enjoyed these episodes. So we are getting towards the end of the book now. Chapter eight, which we're discussing today, is called Your Exuberant Child reframing hyperactivity. Next week, I'm going to be talking about chapter nine, the last chapter I will be discussing called Your Your Emotionally Expressive Child. And then after that, on Friday, the 5th of April, I will be airing the interview I have just had with the author herself, where we had a rich and wonderful discussion about many things, ADHD, and it's I know you guys are just going to love it. So make sure you stay tuned till the end of this series so that you get the benefit of it all. So how do we reframe hyperactivity? It gets so much bad press. And at times I just wish I had more energy. Wouldn't that be a gift? And yet the kids that we have that have a surplus of energy, we see it as being a a negative thing. These children as Dr. Jerry Hallowell always describes, have a Ferrari brain with bicycle brakes. So we need to be able to tap that amazing engine that they have, but also help them have a more effective braking system so that we can use the the magnificence of the, of the, the machine, but also have brakes that are compatible with the extent of the machine. So many people have um, what seems like an excess amount of energy and they may have received the hyperactive label, but doctors and teachers sometimes call hyperactivity exuberance. And exuberance is characterized by high energy and an intense interest in and curiosity about the world. Exuberant children are often playful, intense and fun to be around. So why is it that we find it so challenging? Well, you're aware that your child's excess amount of energy demands a lot from you and probably from her teacher. So how do we reframe this this surplus of energy? And in this chapter, she gives many exercises as to how we can help our children be able to reframe the energy and use the energy well. So channel it 
into good things rather than having the surplus of it at times just bubbling over and being inappropriate for whatever they're doing in that moment. So helping our children understand that this excess energy they have can also be thought, thought of as a powerful motor that drives them. So what they need to do is get in touch with that motor. They need to know where do they feel it when it's revving up inside of them. How big is it? How fast is it? What color is it? What happens after it speeds down, speeds up? The problem with all this energy is that energy seems to have a mind of its own. The energy is unfocused. But if we can take um, that and help our children learn to view the surplus as a energy as a valuable resource, then we can help them take charge of it rather than being driven by it. And I love that analogy. So this, this um, chapter goes on about how we can help them become so tuned with when they function well and when they don't function so well. So for example, your child might, this is from the book, I'm reading it here on page 148. If your child says she notices the motor speed up when she sits next to her friend Tommy during reading, then it might be a suggestion to say, you know, maybe it's not a good idea to sit next to Tommy during reading. But it might be a good idea to stand beside Tommy when you're in the playground and you're about to have to run as fast as you can and gather up leaves from, from the forest floor. So helping them understand it, when can I use my energy and when is someone else's energy bringing out all of my energy and what can I do? And she might say that she notices her motor slow down when she's trying to fix one of the toys at school. Well, in that case, that's a great insight for her that when she's feeling revved up and it's at a time that's not appropriate to be revved up, she could ask the teacher if she could fix something because fixing it helps her derev her, her engine. So helping them understand how can I slow, what activities help me slow my motor down and what people do I notice rev my motor up so they can notice who to sit beside that might help them be able to manage and channel their energy more positively. How can they use the motor so then when they are feeling revved up, what can you get them to do? You know, they could they could maybe clean their room, maybe do homework if they're revved up, or maybe they need to go and run run around the garden. So helping them develop their awareness is the first step by noticing their revved up state, the driven feeling. Then your child will, will be taking a significant step towards gaining control for themselves. So notice and she gets you to make a list of the behaviors that slow your motor down the behaviours that speed the motor up. And your child's imagination can be a powerful resource for containing and channeling her high levels of, of energy. So there are other exercises in the book. There's one called the speedometer and one called gamma ray bursts, which help your kids notice where they are in the process of their, their engine being revved up or, or, or not revved up. The other key thing here is to understand that punishing does not work, period. I'm not a big fan of punishment. I don't think it works. I think, yes, it can work in the short term, but it's using fear 
to motivate your child to behave better next time for fear of what will happen if they don't. I always think it's better to go um, from, a, from another angle so that we motivate them to, to wanting to choose a different behaviour because punishment is not going to help and it really doesn't help with kids with ADHD. For example, sending a child to her room and prescribing quiet time and taking away a favourite activity is going to be even harder for a child with ADHD to be able to endure. And for this reason, your child will likely appear to defy your demands for a quiet time. And it'll look like defiance, which seems to warrant even more punishment than thus setting up another vicious circle. So it's much better to use positive reinforcement strategies for, for, for any ch children, but particularly for kids diagnosed with ADHD. And, you know, they so often feel like they're a failure and they've been rejected at school and they really need a safe place where they can be accepted for who it is they really are. And if at home that place is challenged and fraught with punishment and fear and them being um, criticised and blamed and projected onto, it can, it can diminish their sense of self-esteem and cause them to doubt themselves even more. So the more you can eliminate punishment from your parenting repertoire, the more you will improve your relationship with your child and it will serve her way more effectively. And always tapping into the power of responsibility. What can you make them responsible for? And how can you use activities to encourage responsibility, but that will also encourage them to burn off uh, excess energy? So many of these kids love fixing broken things. They love to get their hands dirty. They like manual labor to clean things. They like being out in the garden with nature. So use the gifts, use their, their inherent curiosity and their amazing creativity and their intuition. Use that to help them channel their energy. She gives a really good example of how punishment doesn't work and how the responsibility and positive reinforcement does and how the two strategies compare. I find it very interesting. And then at the end of this chapter on page 160, she does mention the dreaded words, SC, self-care for the parent. Because at the end of the day, parenting kids with ADHD is absolutely exhausting. And we cannot do it from an empty tank. And I've discussed this in many of my episodes. If you've listened to me, you will know that I am absolutely 100%, 1000% on board with the author here. When your tank is empty and you have zero energy, that is when you have no bandwidth left. And that is when we tend to dive into not such strong parenting patterns and habits. So the only way in which we can preserve bandwidth and give ourselves bandwidth is by giving us what we need. If we don't have what we need, we cannot give our kids what they need. So they need us to have a bit more energy to deal with their energy. They need us to be able to be patient, less frustrated, less judgmental, less critical. They need us to have a, a positive perception of who it is they are because they're so intuitive they can sniff our um, doubt, our frustration and impatience and judgment of them. They can sniff it a mile away. They're like bloodhounds for it. 
And all it does is negatively affect their growing sense of self and who it is they are. So the only way we can do this is to make sure we have enough in our tanks so that we can. So I hope that you found this chapter um, informative and has given you some food for thought and how you can reframe the hyperactivity into a valuable resource. Use it, use it when you can and help your child understand their cycles of um, energy and be able to have activities to get rid of energy and activities to help them channel the energy as and as and when they need. So next week, we're going to be moving on to the final chapter in this book, Your Emotionally Expressive Child. I look forward to being with you all then. And don't forget the week after that, Friday the 5th of April, I will be airing the interview that I have just had with the author, Dr. Laura Honos-Webb. We had such a great conversation. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Till then, thanks again for listening. And if you enjoyed this, please don't forget to hop over onto iTunes and leave me a review. I'd really appreciate it. And till next time, bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.